Hello, beautiful. I have been looking forward to talking about this topic for a while now because I had someone that I interviewed bring it up and then I've had two clients since who have had years ago gastric bypass surgery and have since really struggled with alcohol. So I'm just going to share what I've found on the research and just raise some awareness for you if this is you or if this is someone that you know. Because where does it all start? Awareness. Then we can realize we can do something about it. So first, a couple of reminders. Don't forget the review contest is ending soon. So what I need you to do is make sure you're going on Apple Podcast. You're clicking review. You're screenshot it and send it to me. And you will be entered into a one-hour, one-on-one private coaching session with me. It's that simple. All you have to do is send it in um, DMs on Instagram at Coach Michelle Porterfield. And I also want to remind you, I only have a few spots left right before the holidays so that I can help you with a battle plan. So if you're struggling with your drinking, or maybe you've been doing pretty good, but you're really getting stressed out about the holidays, you're stressed out about seeing family, what's happening, what's coming up, I can help you map out a battle plan based on really what you want and what you desire and to help you really connect this holiday season and come out on the other side very satisfied and filled with joy. And, you know, not that we avoid stress, avoids triggers. That's not what this life is about. But how do we walk through with them and how do we come out on the other side victorious? So speaking of victorious, before we get started, I want to talk about that. Like, what does that mean? Who are you in Christ? You are victorious. Because I have done some research, and let me tell you what I found. I found in 1 John 5, 4, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. So basically, what I found was a great article on Crosswalk Publications, and it talked about all these attributes of God, who, who we are in Christ. And I thought, what a better time to show you that you are already victorious because he's victorious. Jesus has given you the power to ultimately overcome evil, sin, and death. Use the spiritual weapons at your disposal as a Christian. Truth, righteousness, the gospel, faith, salvation, scripture, prayer, and the strength to stand. Because in spiritual battles, trusting that you can always emerge victorious. That's what it said. And I thought, how awesome is that? Because there's so many times that we're going through a lot of junk and a lot of pressure. And who knows what this holiday, this holiday is going to bring a lot of emotions. There's people you've lost someone, you haven't seen someone. It's a really big deal. But I want you to know that you, sister, oh, you are so victorious. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over drinking, even when you told yourself you would stop waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3am with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself. You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal. Quitting drinking is just the first step. 
I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found. And I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Okay, so I'm just going to lay this out for y'all based on what I found. I had no previous knowledge of this. By no means am I an expert. I have not experienced this surgery myself or even had anybody in my immediate family. However, I do have some clients that I've been working with that have, and I know other people in my life. So I said, you know, what is this link? There's these huge Facebook groups out there that talk about transfer addiction after bariatric surgery. Isn't that crazy? Or any kind of gastric bypass. So I wanted to just bring this to you today. So I pulled some stuff from the Obesity Action Coalition Science Line. A couple of articles I was like, okay, I've got to dig because I don't know. I don't know about this. And but when I see a pattern and when I see some women that I love struggle, I know there's got to be more. So I hope this helps you today. And my goal is just to kind of read through what I found and the, the things the doctors have seen, what's coming up percentage wise. But really, I just want you to think about it. Is this you? Are you struggling? And you're like, oh my gosh, like I was doing so well and I really overcame this food challenge and whatever I was dealing with physically with my weight. And now what? I've seen this other struggle in my life. So here's what I found. So some believe that the reason why there's this problem with alcohol is because it's a due, it's due to the changes in the way your body metabolizes it, okay? So... Since alcohol enters the bloodstream more quickly in a smaller stomach, this is because that's what happens when you have a bypass, it shows that in a 2011 study from surgeons at Stanford University, they found that six months after surgery, gastric bypass patients reached a higher blood alcohol level more quickly than they did before surgery, which totally makes sense to me when you hear it put that way, right? Like if you have a smaller stomach, that it's going to get to your bloodstream way faster. So in 2012, a large study was published in the Journal of American Metal Association that the percentage of patients abusing alcohol increased from 7.6% before surgery to 9.6% two years after surgery. So here's what I, what I see in that. Like this isn't something that kind of happens fast, right? We know just from our experiences that alcohol is a slow fade. It's not a strong, serious drug. You know, if this would have been heroin, cocaine, something like that, results would have come up a lot faster. But to me, that just shows you, shows me that's the sneakiness of it. This took took two years to really get these results and to see what was really happening here, okay? So still, it says, many patients today are unaware of the risk of alcoholism when they get a bypass. The science themselves aren't even completely sure why it exists. So there's, it seems like there's two theories here, okay? So the one, they say, is more of like an addiction transfer. 
that when they people adopt new addictions after weight loss surgery because they can no longer fulfill their food addictions. And here's where I don't know all the things that goes on. I have spoken to a handful of women, right? I told you that I've, I've met through the years. Some of them had some counseling. Some of them did not. Because as a coach now, and what I've been through in my life and how I advocate for therapy, coaching, counseling, all the things, for me, that seems like it would be a big deal. You know, are we, because that's bigger than a Band-Aid approach, right? That's like a huge situation with surgery. And we know like, so they're basically cutting off the ability to have the food addiction. So then it switches to something else. They're like, oh, I can't eat that way, but I, I can drink and that works for me. So, and then the other theory, it's more of like a, there's like a, meta, a metabolic and hormonal changes that are triggered by the surgery that leave patients more vulnerable for alcoholism, but not necessarily other addictions. Isn't that bizarre? Like, that's so bizarre to me. And that's why I'm sitting here making it clear as day. I do not have experience, but this is, this is huge. Like, I'm so glad I dove down this rabbit hole because this is helping me like be more aware and how I can continue to help you. Okay. So it says addiction transfer or quote unquote cross addiction. They call it that too. After surgery occurs when individuals trade compulsive eating for other compulsive behaviors. So there's evidence that there's other things that they go to like, you know, gambling, could be other, it could be shopping, spending, different things, but it seems like alcohol is a big one, which I can also say that I believe that's just because of the culture we live in. It's just an easy go-to. We're already immersed in the culture of drinking anyway, and so that just seems like an easy grab. Oh, you're not coping with food anymore. Your body's changing. You're feeling more confident. Maybe you're going out more. Maybe you feel a little bit more confident in, in your skin and your body because you made this choice. And now you're drinking because there's a social. Or what if, you know, you're really struggling because you didn't have the opportunity or didn't know to get counseling or coaching. And you're still dealing with the same thoughts, the same feelings, the same beliefs that it that took you towards the food addictions in the first place. And now you're just going to alcohol. Like there's so many reasons this could be happening, okay? So studies show that various forms of transfer addiction in up to 30% of patients who have had this surgery. For these patients, food is no longer being a source of comfort, distraction, reward, or escape. Other behaviors or substances now are substituted for eating and become extremely problemat problematic. Excuse me, I can't seem to get my words together today. <laughs> so here's some of the risk factors before we go that I found. This was just literally a list. And it said risk factors that show an individual that may be affected by a transfer addiction include a history of eating disorders, food addiction, or compulsive eating, a family history of substance abuse, regular consumption of alcohol before bariatric surgery, a history of chronic pain or overuse of narcotics for pain management, a history of trauma, especially childhood sexual abuse, a history of depression and other mood or anxiety disorders, a lack of adequate support or feeling isolated, an avoidance of emotions and experiences, 
and a history of engaging in self-sabotaging tendencies. Now, does that just open the door to almost every human? (laughs) Can I get a witness, right? We've all experienced several of these, whether it is the history in our family or we've just, we've spent so many years avoiding our emotions, avoiding processing them, not knowing what the heck to do with them, self-sabotaging because of fear of success, fear of failure, fear of being seen. There's just so much here. So I hope that this helps you, raises awareness for you. If this is you and you're struggling, man, reach out to me. I want to be able to talk to you and help you. And and with this new awareness, just look at like, how can I help you? How can I support you and really help map out what this looks like for you in your future? Because you don't have to stay this way. You don't have to stay in this cycle of drinking just because it's a really, really, really hard struggle for you. Because I'm telling you, when we actually do the hard things, and I know that's catchy and cute, like do the hard things and it's awesome. And it's not awesome in it. It's awesome after, and that's when we find the victory, and we are victorious when we walk through it. It will be tough, and it will be challenging, but it's so rewarding, and you will be set free from this, this, these chains that this has on you. And if you know someone, send them, send them this episode. Say, hey, I don't really know a lot about this, but I heard this episode, and it was very fascinating, and it's taught me a lot. You know, is this maybe something you're struggling with? Or maybe this is just something that you can learn from. You can start digging in if you have a friend and just begin to love on your friend and be tender with her and let her know that this is a real thing that she could be battling. So you know where to find me, Coach Michelle Porterfield at gmail.com. I'm here to support you. It is November. The end of the year is coming. Like I said, there's only a few spots left because I am going to take a little break right at the holidays and enjoy my family because guess what? The Stop Drinking Boot Camp launches again in January and there's more spots available. It's going to be vamped up. We are having an awesome time. We're in week five with a group of ladies who are doing it now. They're doing amazing. They're having great success. They're learning so much about the whys behind the drinking. They're learning about how to set boundaries now to protect them, how to have these conversations with their spouses, how to have these conversations with family members, how to verbalize what their needs are, how to create an environment in their home that feels satisfying and stress-free and change up their patterns so that they can really map out and create this new life of fulfillment. It's amazing, and I can't wait to see you in it in January. Until next time, stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.